The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. Ooh, I said that differently. Who am I? Where am I? What is this? Who is this? I am Kurt. I already said that. And this is Far Lands or Bust. Episode hi, 759 of the series. Creepers? 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 No creepers. Creepers. And spoilers. Boop, boop, boop. Episode 759 for your Friday, whoops, November 15th, 2019. Being recorded on Thursday, the 14th, in front of a live Twitch audience. Hello, everybody on Twitch. Hello, everybody on YouTube. And hello, Wolfie. Let's continue west towards these far lands here in Minecraft Beta 173. Ooh, let me get some, uh, some wood while I'm at it, I suppose. Oh, that's not the wood I picked up. Some woods. Continue west here. Like I said, Minecraft Beta 173, as we've been stuck in this version for like eight years, eight plus years since it's the last version that actually contains the Farlands, which are at 12 and a half plus million blocks away from zero zero in the center of the map and at last count prior to starting this season we were at three million eight hundred and fifty seven thousand so thirty percent of the way there thirty percent of the way there just just hold on tight it's just a little bit longer <laughs> just a little wee bit longer Cosmic is is afraid that the game will just give up and crash. But we got the backups. We got the backups it, to 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 back up to. So that's that's the reason why I back up the game before I start every recording, just in case something goofy happens like that, or Wolfie disappears, or I disappear. That would be weird. Um, but also just to keep a redundancy. Redundancy. I don't know. Yep, we still we're still a bit of that still might be a bit of ways off the next rollover point. We're still at the the same uh, floating point situation where the bounding box is two of the texture pixels off. They one eighth of a block off. Bump up to one fourth in the next roundup, which is something over four million blocks. Speaking of disappearing, uh, I was unable to watch the Mercury Transit that I hyped up and talked about in the last episode. Cloudy. Cloudy with a chance of Mercury Transits. Surprisingly, really, right? For uh, Seattle. And it was the annoying thin clouds that, like, would break and you would see the sun and then it would get covered by clouds again. Just the most... As somebody who has tried to observe 
things while they're at in, in the daytime or at night astronomically through those wispy, annoying breaks in the clouds. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. It's not, uh, it's not at all setting up a telescope only to be like, oh, the sun, oh, it's gone. So, didn't even try, but I could see it on the internet. NASA satellites and there were even some Twitch streams I saw. People had cameras broadcasting through their telescopes from their views or whatever. Yeah, it's it's very tiny. Uh, Mercury is very tiny. It's very difficult to see, even magnified. Uh, you, you'd have to have pretty steady and clear skies to make out the little pinpoint, little pixel dot of, of Mercury crossing the sun, uh, as opposed to, say, Venus or, oh, I don't know, the moon during an eclipse. But that happened. That was interesting. When's the next one? Is in, like, we got to wait for, like, 2034 or something like that for the next Mercury transit? Or 2117 for the next Venus transit. <laughs> um, something like that. These are, these are just wild guesses based on sort of numbers that I thought I saw, but I could be wrong. Usually am. <laughs> oh, man. Indeed. The chain of Starlink satellites. That's another thing that happened. SpaceX launched another Falcon 9 rocket with like 70 or 40 or 50 or whatever of these... Starlink internet satellites. I, I'm i not sure what to think of that quite yet. And I'm sure, honestly, somebody already asked me this and maybe I already did give an, gave an, give an answer. But the long and the short of it is SpaceX, Elon Musk, whoever's making the decisions over there, is creating a network, a fibrous network of satellites to beam what is essentially... Wi-Fi, wireless satellite internet coverage down to the earth. Um, spooky, I know. Unfortunately, it means launching like 40 or 50 satellites into a constellation in the sky that spread out over time. They each have their own reflective solar panels. I don't know what the size of them are. Like, they're each about the size of, like, a, a briefcase or something like that. Um, but yeah, they need hundreds and hundreds of them in order to, like, actually give any sort of significant coverage. The problem is, is that they can be seen from space, or from the ground, uh, orbiting. Um, and not only can they be seen, but because there's 40 of them... Ah! <laughs> I gotta just find a way to disable that. I just backed up, you dang weenus. Uh, sorry. My my backup software likes to chime in. Specifically only when I'm playing video games. Uh, to say that I haven't backed up to the cloud in X number of days. Although I distinctly did back up this morning. So, there must be an option to disable that. I'm just too lazy to look for it. It's fine. It's fine. Um... What was I saying? Oh, so yeah. Um, so the, the satellite constellation is very visible from the ground, even naked eye, depending on how dark of an area you live in. 
And this is a concern for both amateur and professional astronomers with ground-based telescopes, because if you can see it naked eye, then it gets in the way of doing things with a telescope. And I do distinctly remember uh, my old uh, astronomy club I belonged to in Illinois had a, I don't know, it was like a 14-inch uh, telescope that had a video uh, CCD, uh, so that instead of like, it was for like public and stuff like that, so you could look at a TV screen uh, at what we were looking at as opposed to looking through an eyepiece one at a time. Uh, and because it was video, you could like change the gain and the settings and the exposure so you can see really, really faint things. And there are constantly satellites zooming through and I can only imagine actually trying to gather scientific data and then you have to say delete out or observe around or pause to let satellites pass through and like I said a constellation of satellites it's like well gotta wait you know however long for these satellites to pass through and if they want to launch even more and more and more um I don't know I don't I, it, Elon's uh, excuse is that oh it can provide internet to to like rural and and poor countries, uh, but there are very many other solutions still in you know and already in progress uh, that those communities have found without the help of a billionaire um, that don't pollute the skies, but. Yeah, it's uh it's it's I don't it's it's hard to say. It's 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 been approved, I suppose, by the whoever approves being able to launch satellites, the, the FCC or whoever, but they don't take into consideration both simply the societal and emotional and cultural significance of preserving the night sky, but also the scientific communities need to have a clear sky without debris flying through it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I, I don't, I haven't educated myself enough on what is actually going on there, but it, in on paper, it seems like, hmm, yeah, that could be a problem. And it doesn't seem like it's being addressed in the decision-making of the people creating the potential problem, or whatever. But anyway, but anyway, no satellites in this night sky. Let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And awakeness. Let's, uh... Hello? Oh, it's a pig. Let's get uh, Wolfie up to full health here. I noticed his tail wasn't 100%. And then we shall murder this pig for spooking me. You spooked me. Get murdered. Ooh, that was a good investment. <laughs> Continuing on. And I suppose on a similar front, I've been taking some questions from patrons of mine. Patreon.com slash Kerchamac is where you can support 
this series, as well as my other endeavors on the internet and beyond. You know, like paying rent and living. <laughs> um, but also, like, taking time to actually create Farlands or Busts and the podcast edition and other such, such things. Uh, but my patrons have been providing me with questions and topics to talk about in these episodes. This one... Has, has no user replied to it. But they asked, other than Mars, what planet or moon in the solar system do you think should be the highest priority to send humans to or learn more about? And again, I think this is definitely one of those I've answered a few times before. But... I think... I'm not sure if Mars, like you say, other than Mars, but I'm not sure Mars... Mars just seems more to me like a technical uh, engineering problem to solve. And it, it, in and of itself, might not be, at least to me, the most interesting to study. Or interesting specifically to send humans to. Um, and and there's a whole nother debate about whether or not crude spaceflight is necessary or worth it. I think it's, you know, from a scientific discovery standpoint, from a, like I said before, a, a societal, cultural standpoint, yes, it certainly has other implications that are hard to quantify, but... As far as like studying, uh, Europa is up there and I'm like Europa, the Europa Clipper has already been approved and, and funded to the next stage of accepting proposals for spacecraft design and scientific uh, instruments. But unfortunately the, the Europa Clipper is only an orbiter. There's going to be no lander component to the Europa Clipper. Um, so certainly the moons that have water under the surface like Europa, like Enceladus, uh, are of high priority. Because doesn't Europa have more water volume than the entirety of the planet Earth? I mean, if you wanna if you wanna just talk statistics and ratios, that seems like a good place to find something interesting, right? Um, Titan is also interesting. We did have a lander there. I mean, I suppose we could do more. We could always do more. I mean, why not all? Why not both? Uh, because people don't put that in the budgets. <laughs> um, holy Moses. Okay, let's not... Juno. I, I, I mean, <laughs> whoa! Uh, 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 what's your name? Wolfie. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, I said that because Juno just left the room. She's like, he's not gonna be done doing this for an hour, so I'm gonna just sleep on the bed. Alright, let's find another route. This way is better. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, hmm, I, I mean, honestly, just like, I have no scientific reasoning behind this, but I would I I would like to see more study of Venus. The problem is, is it's very difficult, but 
It's 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 more like Earth, I think, than Mars is. Yet we 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 just barely looked at it through the clouds with like radar instruments and infrared stuff. We barely have anything from the surface. Can't really get much from the surface, but I don't know. It has active volcanism, um, all that fun stuff. Certainly, I don't think crude space flight going there is worth of anything, but yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's a tough question. I, I wish all of the things. Like, I feel like in how successful and amazing the Cassini mission was, we need like a Cassini for every planet. Uh, I mean, Mars is pretty well orbited and studied from from, from orbit and from the surface, but like, why not have like a, a Cassini around Venus? Why not have a Cassini around uh, Jupiter? We have Juno, but not not as Cassini-like as Cassini was. Why not have a Cassini around Neptune? Uh, we, we've only passed and studied those with the Voyager spacecraft once in a flyby. <laughs> like, uh, I've forgotten myself in a cliffside pickle here, haven't I, by the way? in this game. Let's go this way. Uh, what about, you know, going out to the dwarf planets, Pluto, and seeing what's out there? Pluto seemed a lot more interesting than we thought it was going to be as we passed by it with New Horizons. So yeah, I, I kind of feel like I, I, I want to do all the things. So, I, I don't know if that answered your question. <laughs> I certainly hope it did. Um, we need more planet hunter satellites. Indeed. Let's make some more boats. Whoops, that's not my workbench. That would be a mistake. Home for summer? As a patron asked Bloop. asked Bloop do you have a favorite writer either fiction or non-fiction? Well I kind of hinted at this in the last episode about like things hobbies you would like to do and I mentioned like writing and I'm like well I don't read at all so I feel like writing would be a bit disingenuous disingenuine? Ungenuine. Non-genuine. Not that. Uh, <laughs> so, how's that writing career going? <laughs> Can't find the words. Need to ch check up the th the Thorith. But um, favorite writer, either fiction or non-fiction. Yeah, I don't. I don't read. I can't read. Um, so I don't have one. Like legitimately, I I do not have one. Um, ooh, that's interesting. See inside? This is like a hollow mountain. Ooh, and there's light. Is that light? That's probably coming up through the surface. Neat. Um, I, that's, uh, that's tough for me to say. Like, in high school? Which was ages ago. In high school. In, like, last year of English class. 
instead of being assigned a book to read and do a book report on, we were, like, allowed to choose. Uh, and I chose Kurt Vonnegut. Uh, what did I read? Slaughterhouse-Five. Um, and then I also read, not by Kurt Vonnegut, who, who wrote Catch-22? Is that also Kurt Vonnegut? I forgot. This is how much I read. Uh, but yeah, those were like Joseph Heller. That's right, I, it wasn't. Um, but like, like those were the last two quote-unquote novels that I like read by choice. And even then it wasn't by choice. We, I had to and then like do homework on it. Uh, so, and I, I honestly don't remember much <laughs> about either of them. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I feel like even... Like, a lot of this stuff... Like, we had to read 1984 uh, when we were... That was like a middle school read. I was like 14 or 13. No offense, 14 or 13-year-olds, but your scope of the world, my scope of the world at that age made... meant that a book like 1984 provided no impact on the grand scope of things because I had no scope of things, right? And I feel the same way probably about reading a book like Slaughterhouse-Five when I was 16 or 17 or whatever. I... It, uh, part of me, like, wishes I could redo school. I'd never want to go back to school. Let me make that blanket statement right now. But, like, as an adult, because I feel like I have the, the 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 life experience and like the scope of things down versus being a kid or a teenager when the world is very small to you and very uh just just focused on your own growing up problems growing pains and stuff like that so it's kind of yeah, I don't know. That this might be my own opinion that is incorrect, but I didn't feel like I was and I don't feel like many of my classmates and peers were mature enough to grasp these themes and then they were oversimplified and perhaps even glossed over by the curriculum themselves. But anyway, on that bright note, let's go to sleep. <laughs> And awakeness and continuing onness. Indeed. So yeah, it's hmm, it's a real pickle. <laughs> so I don't I so I don't read. I tried at various points to read. Like I think I got the audiobook of The Martian, but I didn't like the way that was written. Or audio read to me, so I didn't. I like for maybe 15 minutes on a flight some four years ago tried to but failed. Same thing even with like the Carl Sagan. I tried to do the same with Cosmos or whatever where I had the book but I also got the audiobook so that I could like read along while it audio read to me. And my brain, my brain just doesn't do it. My brain, no, no like reading. No, no, no reading. It's uh, I mean it's kind of a bummer but it's also kind of I'm like, it's not a big deal. Like, I don't... There's a lot of... I don't know what you want to call it. 
elitism around like, look at my bookshelves. I read three novels this week. Uh, look at all these these authors that I am aware of and know. I'm in a book club, but uh, uh, I do feel like there's a little bit of elitism regarding that. Same, same, I suppose that exists. Oh jeez, Wolfie! Oh jeez! Oh dang it! <laughs> now my boat's going out to sea. I feel like there, there could be similar elitism with people who find themselves to be film buffs or move music, you know, aficionados, uh, or, or, or whatever, uh, that they would. Uh, Oh, you don't you don't have a favorite music genre? Hmm. You haven't heard the new one from this person? Hmm. You didn't know that it was influenced by this? Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh but just like reading in and of itself, I I my body and my brain gathers no joy. From it, it's actually is kind of pain. Not painful is the wrong word, but just taxing, which is why I just don't. Um, so yeah, I don't like you ask favorite writer, book, novel, read. I I have none. I have zero. <laughs> like I can't even like like I said, think back to when I was young. This 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 sort of thing influenced me. No. No, it didn't. <laughs> I've been I've been influenced none. But I appreciate being a patron and and a question here, home for summer. This is this is indeed this is indeed one of the one of the areas in which I disappoint. Which brings I suppose to a wider topic that I've been struggling with. And even the girlfriend, capital T, capital G mentioned we were driving I can't remember where we were driving but we were doing something or uh maybe we were talking about like places to eat or whatever oh what was the favorite place we've gone out to eat or something like that and I really I don't have and you guys know this after asking so many questions about what are my, what's your favorite this what's your least favorite this what's your best memory I don't have favorites <laughs> I'm not and 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 the girlfriend specifically asked she's like we need to figure out what you enjoy <laughs> and i'm like well that's a depressing thought i don't enjoy things or i don't have like a a a strong passion for things or like interest like some people get really into certain topics like you could say like cone is into his, his cars and 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 racing and, and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, like specifically cars and like the mechanicals behind cars and uh, like I I like stuff like that. But it's it, I'm not like waking up early in the morning to go work on the cars because ah, can't believe I. So you're you're into space, but I'm not like fanatical about it. Or at least I don't feel I am. I mean, maybe a lot of it boils down to I'm comparing myself to the few people that I do see who are head over heels fanatical about the things they're into. 
like, I feel like if I was fanatical about space stuff, I would have, like, tried to go to somewhere where there weren't clouds to see the Mercury transit, or, or perhaps the telescope that I have would have gotten used more than one time in the last six years. <laughs> right? Like, I'm not that into it. Um... You don't have to be fanatical or uber into something, you just have to enjoy it. But I'm not into anything. <laughs> like, I I just... I'm not... I don't get excited about things. Like, I, we, we did go downtown Seattle last weekend after the soccer... After the old soccer tournament had ended, uh, downtown Seattle, and I guess the Seattle team won the championship or something. But like everybody was all dressed up and there were there were a bunch of woo guys. You don't want to be a woo guy But there were a bunch of woo guys just walking around the street wooing at everybody I'm like dang. I've never been that into anything in my life. I mean, they're also probably very drunk, but Drunken stupors aside I've never Like gotten into like sports that deep or anything <laughs> and Perhaps that's just depression. <laughs> ah, Wolfie, did you lose more health, you dang dingus? Boop. And yes, you could say I'm I'm definitely into the far lands or bust thing. Um, but that you know, I I I guess it, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome is the right term for it or something. But I always feel like oh, I could be more. Like, if, if, if I was somebody who got super into things, then I would be putting out an episode a day and I'd already be, like, 50% of the way to the Farlands. And, I, and I'd be all about doing more and more interviews as opposed to uh, turning them away as I do about these sorts of things because I'm just like, ah, no thanks. <laughs> oh, man. Um... So yeah, I don't know. That was just like a weird topic that came up and it like got me to think and not in the good way about things. Am I the only one who feels this way? Like like I, I'm even like thinking of like, well, what could I get into? I, I think I've had this talk before because I was like, I used to, I liked photography. I could get back into photography. But then even I'm like, well, it's expensive and like I don't know what to photograph and then I'd have to take time away from the limited. <coughs> I'm allergic to photography. <laughs> Apertures and whatnot give me the sniffles. Uh, yeah, and, and that's that's a thing uh, in chat that you don't have to compare your enjoyment to the, what other people's enjoy. But yeah, it's still yeah, it's hmm, it, it's a real. It's not a problem, but it's just like one of those things I thought about like, huh, yeah, I guess I'm not, like, excited about things. <laughs> and, and I don't know, that also does kind of relate, like, I don't know, I, I don't know how far I want to take this, but like, I, I see similar things in my parents, or specifically my dad, where it's like, do you, do you even like things? Are there things that you enjoy? Like, specifically, above and beyond, like, cleaning the basement. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, bleh. it's, 
Yeah, I don't know. It could, yeah. Hi. Hi, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> oh, buddy. Fun times here in Far Lands or Bust. Real, really digging down. Down deep into the, the, the bowels of the beast. Are we not? Like he, well, I could I could keep going on about things like that. <laughs> I like I, I I almost said like oh even like my dog like Juno she's a good dog and I took a long time choosing a dog but I'm not like she gets on my nerves sometimes. I'm not probably as good or vigilant of a dog owner as I should be or could be. So it's yeah anyway it's just an aspect of my life. Oh you. Oh, you. Ooh, watch the step down here. Yeah, the more and more I talk about this, the more and more depressing it sounds. So I'm gonna stop and we're gonna try to find some sort of portion of this uh, very, very sandy area here. Ah. Ah. Uh, let's go over here, I guess. Make... An end of the episode hidey hole in. Doesn't seem stable. This doesn't seem stable at all. Uh, Alright, little little dock for us here. Come on. Bloop. There we go. And uh, if you are a patron of mine, let me remind you, I did post, perhaps I'll post again in the Discord about where you can ask a question. Or, I don't know, send me a message on Patreon. Whoops! Oh dear. That's a bucket. Look, running out of iron. Uh, for questions for this here series, Far Lands or Bust, give me things to talk about. That'd be much appreciated. This this whole ceiling is made of coal. I should be careful. There is a bunch of sand above me as well. I'll take it. I'll also make some beds. And a few boats. And I need more wood already. Yes, sirree, Bob. Episode 759 of Far Lands or Busts is in the bag. Thank you so much for watching. Everybody have a good weekend. My name is Kurt. I will see you next time. You don't want to be a woo guy.